1 John chapter number 4. This is a tremendous chapter, the writings of John. In this chapter, we find in verse number 8, the Bible says, For God is love. And who better to write about the fact that God is love than the one that Jesus referred to as the disciple whom Jesus loved. In this chapter, down about verse 19, we find that we love him because he first loved us. There's a lot to do deal in this chapter with love. But this chapter also deals with some other topics. And tonight, we'll begin reading verse number 1. It says, Beloved, anytime you see that word, it's talking to saved folks. It's not talking to the world. It's not talking to folks who are strangers to the grace of God. It's talking to born-again believers. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, lowercase, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit, capitalized, of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now already it is in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Let's pray. Father, we sure do bless you. We thank you for the good singing. Thank you, Lord, for your good people to be here tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the kindness that you have shown us for Jesus' sake. And thank you, Lord, for the word of truth that we can look into, the perfect law of liberty, and find sustenance and strength and help for our souls. Now, Father, I pray for the next few minutes you'd put a hedge about us. I plead the blood of the Lamb over this place. And Father, we do ask that, Lord, you'd instruct your children in righteousness. I pray that, Lord, you'd open our minds to thy truth. I pray that you'd speak to our hearts. Uh, may we hide the word of God in our heart that we might not sin against thee. Lord, may we leave closer to you and better than when we first arrived tonight. Father, I certainly pray you'd meet every need of every heart. Thank you for those that have sacrificed uh, to come to the house of God tonight. And some are not well in body. Some have worked hard and labored hard this week. Uh, some, Lord, uh, have faced opposition and obstacles. Uh, and God, we're thankful they made themselves uh, available to come to the house of God tonight. I pray you'd bless them for it. I pray that, God, you'd do something wonderful for them, and I pray you'd sit down amongst us tonight. Father, we need you. Lord, we depend upon you. We're longing for you to do something tremendous uh, 
in our church and in our community. Uh, Father, unless you move, there'll be no movement of God. So, Father, bless as only you can. Lord, help us to set our affections on things that are above. And God, get glory to your glorious name. Use this unworthy vessel. We'll bless you for it. For it's in the wonderful and holy name of the Lord Jesus we ask it all. Amen. Amen. I want to look at several things from these verses. I want you to notice, first of all, the precaution. We find that John sends a warning to the children of God. Verse number 1, he says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets uh, are gone out into the world. Can I say that there are many that claim they know God? There are many that claim that they're Christian. There are many that uh, claim they're going to heaven, uh, but they don't resemble nor believe what the Bible says that a Christian ought to be, uh, what a child of God ought to be, uh, and they've never put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ like the Word of God says. Uh, 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 and John is warning us, uh, telling us not everybody that says they're saved, uh, not everybody that comes to church, uh, not everybody uh, that claims they know Christ really does. Uh, so we find there is a warning. I'm thinking of an individual I knew one time that if somebody told, told him they were a Christian, he believed it. Now, they could be the biggest drunk in town, but if they told him they was a Christian, he believed it. Uh, can I say that you can tell me anything, but your life will back up what you really are? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, there's a lot of folks that... Uh, may claim that uh, they're seven feet tall and they're only 5'11". Hmm? It isn't always what comes out of somebody's lips, but it's what's in their heart, and you see that in their steps. Hmm? You hang around somebody long enough, you'll figure them out. Hmm? Won't be long, and what's in their heart comes out their mouth. Hmm? Uh, so we see a precaution. Notice, if you will, the proving. Uh, you know, I was raised uh, up with this saying, proof's in the pudding. Hmm? Uh, there's a lot of folks claims a lot of things. I've heard some people claim to be called to preach and didn't even know uh, the New Testament from the Old Testament. Hmm? Uh, just because somebody says they're called to preach don't mean they are. I, I, I've seen women that claim they was called to preach. Uh, but the Bible makes it clear God don't call women to preach. Women are to be silent in the church and not usurp authority over the man. Mm. In case you don't want know what that means, that, that simply means that a woman is not to teach or lead in any facet of service when there's a man sitting there. Mm. Now, when they have ladies' meeting, obviously a woman can teach, a woman can lead in prayer, a woman can uh, uh, officiate that uh, 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 special event. Uh, but when it comes to the congregation of the saints of God, uh, a woman is not to lead uh, in business uh, or in the service. So well, I know a church that's got a woman song leader. Well, that isn't of God. You're welcome. Didn't cost anything. I uh, didn't mean to offend you. Mm, but if that offended you, you don't believe the Bible. You say, show me chapter and verse. Just go read 1 Corinthians 14. That'll help you. All right? Uh, but there's a lot of folks get all that messed up because they base their theology on emotion 
are on their right and they don't base it on the Bible. We find there is proof. Look in verse 2. Hereby know. I want to know some things. I don't want to speculate. I don't want to uh, uh, try and feel my way through the darkness. I want to know some things. Well, John says, here's how you know. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you've heard that it should come, and even now already it is in the world. If it was in the world when John pinned this down, and John was approaching 90 years of age when he pinned this down, if the spirit of Antichrist was in the world then, how much more today? But how do we know? He said, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come to flesh is of God. Every spirit that confesseth not Jesus Christ has come to flesh is not of God. You say, well, preacher, that woman preacher says she believes in Jesus. That's not what it's saying. That word confesseth doesn't mean believe. That word confesseth means that you obey or you're in obedience or you're trusting. In other words, every spirit that obeys the Bible proves that they have the Spirit of God. Every one that confesseth not or doesn't obey or does not comply in obedience to the Bible, they don't know the Spirit of God because He'll lead us and guide us into all truth. Hmm? Huh? You see, people make assumptions because they don't study. Hmm? So we see the proving. We see the precaution. Notice the promise. Hallelujah. Verse number 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. What? Those that have the spirit of Antichrist. Those that have the spirit of disobedience. You've overcome them by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and this is what he says. Uh, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What a promise. No matter what you face... The Spirit of God that liveth in you is greater than any opposition you'll face in the Spirit that is in it. What a blessing. Thank God for the promise. Now notice the perception. Verse number 5. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. It goes on to say, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And we find that there is a spirit of truth and a spirit of error. What's the difference? Those that know God, they know the spirit of truth. Now let me put it in perspective. It says, they're of the world, therefore they speak of the world, the world heareth them. The world says things like this, trust the science. And those of the world say, okay, but those that believe in the Lord say, we're just going to live by faith. They don't understand that. They don't hear that. It's a pandemic. How can you have church? Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We don't understand that. You're non-essential. 
No, our faith is totally essential on the Lord. and He has our, our breath and, and he, our being is consistent by Him. And without Him, we realize we are nothing and we're totally dependent on Him. Well, we don't understand that. How can you be dependent? How can you go to church three times a week? How can you have revival meetings? How can you do all these things? They're just telling them of themselves or of the world. I just don't understand. You're telling on yourself. Hmm? Can I say Brother Ray sitting right there? His dad, Brother Sherman, a godly man, who's the first deacon I ever had. Brother Sherman will tell you he couldn't read until he got saved. And the Spirit of God taught him how to read. Say, how's that possible? Because the Spirit of truth moved in him when he got born again. And he taught him truth. Hmm? Now, can I say, there might be some words in here he can't read, but can I say there's some of them names in there I can't read? Hmm? Am I telling the truth, Brother Ray? I'm telling the truth. Huh? Oh, he might knew a little word here or there. But he told me out of his own lips. It was the Lord that taught him how to read. Huh? Can I say tonight... The perception is very clear. People perceive based on the Spirit that is within them. Hmm? And when people have the Spirit of God living in them, they don't understand all the Bible, but they believe it. Hmm? And people that do not have the Spirit of God living in them, they're always looking for something else. I always worry about people that's looking for something different. Because if you've got the Spirit of God and you've got the Bible, you've got it all. I always wor worry about people that are looking between the lines of the words for something that's not there. They're always looking for a hidden mystery. Well, there are some mysteries in the Word of God and some things have not been revealed yet. But I want to tell you something. If we just practice what we know, we'd be a whole lot farther down the road where we are. Hmm? Uh, but we see the perception. Now, I, I want to focus on verse number one tonight, and I'm going to be real honest with you. It seems like since revival meeting, what a wonderful revival meeting we had. It seems like since revival meeting, it's been tough in here. It's been tough. There's, it's, it's, it's not that we've had horrible services, but it's just not been the liberty we're accustomed to having. I want to tell you what, before Crossroads got up here Sunday night, I almost just closed her out. If Crossroads hadn't been here, I probably would have dismissed, dismissed and went home. There was a bad spirit in here. Hmm? And that's not us. Now, there's some churches you go to, I expect that. But not us. It's just been something going on. I don't know. Well, I know what it is. The devil didn't like us having a good revival meeting. He's just fighting. Because that's what the devil does. That's why I'm thankful for verse number four. Huh? And plus, I've read the back of the book. I know what happens to the devil. But that doesn't always make it easy. Sometimes that woolly booger shows his ugly head and he tries to hurt and harm the work of God. And so I, I, I spent some time praying and asking the Lord, help us. And those that came out for visitation Monday night, I even asked those that came out and said, pray, there's something going on. I don't like it. 
I don't ever like it when the Lord's not having perfect liberty in our services. Uh, so I'm interested, verse number 1, where it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. And the Lord gave me this thought, I'm going to preach on it. I'm going to preach on spirits you'll find at church. Spirits you'll find at church. That's amazing. I have a, a, a pretty nice library, most of you know that. Hundreds and hundreds, even several thousands of volumes of books. I've got so many that sometimes I'll look for a book and I can't find it because I don't know where I put it last or if I lent it out. i got books here, i got books at home, i got books everywhere. i got some books in boxes at home, and, and i just got books everywhere. But it amazes me when I started thinking about this subject, there's a lot of authors and writers that will touch on it, but it's such a hot topic, they don't want to dwell on it. The reason they don't want to dwell on it is because, my dear friends, the devil don't want you to understand spirits you'll find in church. Uh, he don't want you to understand his tactics, even though Paul says we're not ignorant of his devices. He still tries to blind our minds and put, have us put our heads in the sand and not really fret about it. I'll give you a prime example. Yesterday, I went and uh, stopped at Costco to get gas, and uh, I had it on 700 WLW to hear the news, and some guy was on there leading into the news, and he was talking, and, and they was talking about what's going on with, with our government right now, which that's a whole lot to talk about. We're talking about the debt ceiling. For those of you that don't pay much attention to this, you're, you're in the norm here. Uh, every so often, we come to a debt ceiling. Let's just put it this way. If you had a credit card and you're close to the maximum amount you're allowed to charge, the most you're allowed to charge is your debt ceiling. And if you go to charge over that, you can't. Well, our country right now is on the brink, brink of bankruptcy. Matter of fact, we are bankrupt, but ever since George W. Bush, any time we get in trouble, the government just prints more paper, more money, but there's nothing backing it up. Let me, let me just, just kind of put it like this. For every dollar the government takes from us, sorry, Miss Billy, the IRS takes from us, for every dollar they take from us, they're spending a dollar and a quarter. Now, it don't take much to figure out you're spending more than you're taking in. You're not in good shape. Well, they've been doing this and raising the debt ceiling and raising the debt ceiling and raising the debt ceiling, and now the Republicans say, we're not going to do it if we don't get this. They always do this. McConnell did it a few years ago. They always say, if you don't give us what we want, we're not going to raise the debt ceiling. They'll all cave in the end because they know they can't keep spending money unless the debt ceiling goes up. So they'll just push it up higher and higher and higher right now. We're so far in debt uh, 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 that uh, you've got to go back to uh, uh, Moses' uh, 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 great-grandchildren that far in advance from that far backward before we ever pay this thing off. In other words, Owen, your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren couldn't pay off this debt. Uh, 
It's so far out of control. And can I say, this guy on the radio, the, the guy, the host, asking him, well, what, what are we going to do about this mess? He said, wouldn't it be better if we just file bankruptcy and the government has to balance the budget and has to be accountable? He said, no, they'll get it done. He says, here's all you need to worry about. Just go ahead and buy your groceries and buy your gas and spend like you normal do, normally do, and it'll be okay, just ignore it. Well, that's what the devil wants us to do. Just come to church, go through the motions, just do what you always do, and just ignore the odd spirits going on. That's exactly what he wants you to do. Because if he has his way, and, he, and, and there's not liberty in the services, guess what? People don't get saved. People that really come and have a great need need to hear from heaven, they won't. People that need strength won't get strength. People that need help won't get help. Uh, 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 folks, we just end up museum pieces. We show up and look pretty, but there's no life. So let me give you some things that the devil don't really want me to talk about. I really don't care. because I'm going to talk about it anyway. Let me give you some spirits you'll find at church. Can I say, first of all, you'll find other spirits. What do you mean by that? I'm glad you asked. These are things that people carry in with them that we just categorize as other spirits. And as I give them to you, you'll understand. An other spirit may be a weary spirit. Somebody comes in in the spirit of tiredness. Now the Bible says the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. And I don't care who you are, how spiritual you are, uh, uh, that you may even have your own set of wings picked out and your halo picked out, uh, but as long as you're in this flesh, uh, there's times you'll come to church and you're tired. You, let's just be honest. I mean, if you work a job and we have revival meetings Sunday through Friday, uh, and it doesn't matter how good God's been, how good the singing's been, how good the preaching's been, by Friday night you're getting a little weary in the flesh. Hmm? It just happens. You may have uh, had a day where you've worked hard today uh, and you face things uh, and you put up with things uh, and you come in and you sit down. It's the first time all day you've got a break and you realize, you know what, I'm tired. That's normal. That's an other spirit. That's normal. The good thing about the Spirit of God, there have been times I've been so wore out and come to the house of God and don't even know how I'm going to keep my eyes open. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God kind of refreshes me. And all of a sudden, things get better. And that, that's why you know people say, well, you know, I've got a headache. Do you know how many times I've come to church with a headache? Well, it's amazing before the first congregational song's over, I'm feeling better. Huh? There's been times I've been sick, come to the house of God, all of a sudden get feeling better. There's something about the Spirit of God that can help us no matter what kind of fleshly state we're in. Hmm? Huh? Listen, if I don't feel well, I'm not going to feel well at home. I might as well come out to church. Maybe I'll get some help. Huh? Matter of fact, my back's hurting me today. I, I don't know what it is. I mowed the grass. It's been hurting ever since. Well, I'd been hurting if I stayed home. So I might as well just come out, move it around and feel a little better, so it's a good thing I'm preaching. 
But, you know, hey, if we took a poll every time that we have church, everybody's got something. Hmm? The pollen's getting you. You know, your old cre creepy bones are getting you. I uh, uh, used to have this guy come to my grandpa's church. He always complained about his bursitis. I don't know what bursitis is, but somebody's got that going on. We got something. Everybody's got something. Uh, that's one of those other spirits. Uh, it's a weary spirit. Can I say some people have another spirit? They have a wandering spirit. If you're not careful, and if you're honest tonight, you'll admit there's been times you've been sitting in church and your mind starts wandering. If you've got a wandering spirit, that probably means you're normal. Huh? Again, the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. And sometimes we're, we're focusing on the message, and all of a sudden we catch our mind wandering. So we have to bring that back under submission to focus on the message again. Huh? That's an other spirit. It's a weary spirit. It's a wandering spirit. But then there are some folks that have worldly spirits. You say, what are you talking about? Their mind's always on worldly things. Listen, it's a, it's a difficult practice, but it's a practice you can overcome because if you know the Lord, He's made you a king and priest. He's made you king to rule over your flesh. But it ought to be a practice when you walk in those sanctuary doors that you check everything else at the coat room. And you come and you put your mind on heavenly things. But there are some people that come to the house of God that have another spirit. Their spirit's on worldly things. Uh, their spirit's on the, uh, their sports team, or their spirit's on the news, or their spirit's on the weather. But all you need is a crack of thunder. You can find out usually where people's spirit is. Uh, 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 there's some people, their spirit's on something else that's out there in the world. It's not on Christ. And can I say other spirits, if there's enough of them in here, it impacts the service. There are other spirits. Can I say this? There are odd spirits. Now, an odd spirit is a demonic spirit. And make no mistake, the devil or one of his imps is present at every church service. Mm -mm. They never miss a service. They're the most faithful of the faithful. Mm -mm. Because he wants to do everything he can to keep us from being blessed. And he can't do that if he don't show up. And there are some odd spirits, some demonic spirits. Can I say some things about demonic spirits? Uh, first of all, they cause confusion. They don't want you to understand the Bible. They don't want things to be perfectly clear to you. They don't want you getting help. They don't want you getting strength. They want to send confusion to the service. Have you ever seen an integral part of the service, usually the invitation time? And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's a noise. Out of nowhere, somebody pinches a baby, and the baby gets upset. You know, babies are going to get upset. Uh, but always at an integral time, there'll be something. I've, been, I've seen during the uh, uh, invitation services and the Lord dealing with a sinner to get saved and somebody will uh, get their car keys out. Somebody's cell phone will go off. Uh, uh, somebody gets up and puts their coat on. Somebody goes out to get a drink. Anything that will stop the Spirit of God from dealing with somebody. They're spirits of confusion. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 33, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. 
Anytime there's something confusing going on, it's not of God. It's an odd spirit. It's a demonic spirit. Matter of fact, that verse that he wrote about not being the author of confusion is right after he tells women to be silent in the church. When you go to read that tonight, you'll find that out. Hmm? Uh, can I say that James said this in James 3.16, For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. Can I say confusion is always followed by evil? Hmm? Odd spirits cause confusion. Odd spirits are controlling. They want to control people. The Bible says not to grieve the Spirit of God. The Bible says quench not the Spirit. But there's a spirit of this world, a demonic spirit, that wants to control you, that wants you to grieve and quench the Spirit of God. Now let me say this, if you're saved, that the Spirit of God lives in you, that you can never be possessed by a demon, but you can be attacked by one. You can have one uh, 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 put thoughts in your mind, and if you yield to them, that Spirit will control you. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 5.15, For some are already turned aside after Satan. Let me just say this, I don't mean this to be sound arrogant or prideful or, or anything other than the statement I'm going to make. If somebody sits under a true Bible preaching church and then all of a sudden decides they're going to go and look for something else, they've been turned aside by an odd spirit or demonic spirit. The Spirit of God will never lead you away from truth to falseness. Hmm? So what will lead you out there to look for something else? A false spirit. Hmm? By the way, they're knocking on doors. Miss Billy had some JWs uh, today. Coming to your door soon. Hmm? I uh, highly recommend opening the door with a 12-gauge. That will solve the problem. Don't pull the trigger. Just show it to them. Huh? And say, oh, I was just cleaning my gun. How can I help you? They'll say, you can't see you. Huh? Huh? Or you could do this. Greet them with 66 books. A 66 gauge. Hmm? That's what I always do. They open the door, whether they're the Mormons or the Jehos, we the one. They open the door and say, where from such and that? I say, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm an independent Baptist preacher, and I'm not interested in your stuff. And if you open your mouth... You're getting what's coming. And then they'll always try something, and then I'll preach to them, and they tuck tail and run. Huh? Because they don't want the Bible. Odd spirits don't want truth. And anything that'll lead you away from truth is an odd spirit. They're controlling. They cause confusion. And they're also counterfeit. Uh, let me read you the verse, and I'll give you the story. Matthew 5.21 says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. What is the will of, of the Father? It's God's will that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 
It's God's will for everyone to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Verse 22 says, Many will say unto me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, preached in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, uh, in thy name done many wonderful works, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. We had a couple visit the church probably 12, 15 years ago. I lose track of time. A while back. And this fella really took an interest because at that time Christian was playing football and I think you all were playing for the championship. That's when I had your number, you know, cut it in my hair and the net about died when I had my hair cut and I had 55 put in my hair. Uh, but uh, she said, what are people going to think? I said, they're going to be looking at my face. And who cares what they think, huh? But this, it really spoke to that guy that I cared so much about my boy that I really didn't care what anybody else thought. And I had that done. And his wife was super sweet, uh, and they came for a while, and they wanted to join the church. And when I met with them, uh, 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 he, he had never been scripturally baptized, so I, I told him we'd have scripturally baptized, and he said that'd be fine. And it was in December, uh, uh, and I'll never forget, we'd scheduled a baptism, and uh, the heater went out. And we didn't find out till like, Saturday when we was filling it up, there's no heat for the water. So I had nine people to baptize, and, and I contacted all of them, but I didn't get him. I left a message on his machine. I told them all the same thing, Miss Marcy. I said, there's no heater. The water's going to be cold. Uh, if, if you will, we'll not have the baptism. We'll get the heater fixed, and we'll reschedule it. But if you want to go ahead and get baptized, if you're up for it, I'll do it. Really didn't want to, but I would. Uh, well, that guy showed up Saturday night at men's prayer meeting. For whatever reason, missing that night, I had something to do, and I didn't come to men's prayer meeting that night. I had somebody else lead it. And that guy showed up and was absolutely belligerent. How dare we cancel the baptism? He had family coming in from out of town, just went nuts. And uh, Brother Larry led the prayer meeting because Brother Larry called me afterwards. And again, Brother Peter, I didn't tell him we wouldn't have it. I just told him, let me know. But I'd still baptize him. Probably would have appointed you to do it that night. Huh? Well, uh, I just remember sitting in, in, in our family room. I had all the lights on. And I just asked the Lord, what is up with this guy? You know, and Seth, the Spirit of God spoke to my heart and said, "He's a wolf." I thought, "Okay, Lord, that's all He said. That's all I need to know." Well, Sunday morning we come come to church, and that guy comes in, and Brother Larry and I took him to my office, and he sat down, and he's just belligerent. He's going on and on and on, and I looked at him and I said, "Well, the Lord told me you're of the devil." I want to tell you something. If you look at me and tell me I'm of the devil, we're probably going to fight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it ain't going to be pretty anyway, shape or form. huh? It's going to get ugly. It ain't even bad an eye, Brother Clint. Well, it kind of was. But he had moved here from California. This is what he told me. He said, well, I'm going to go back to California. I said, well, that's a good idea. Uh, he's probably governor out there. That's, I think his name was Newsom. Uh, you say, what are you trying to say? 
I'm trying to say that not everybody that says, Lord, Lord's born again. Huh? And, and say, when, when I talked to him initially, he had the right words to say that he had trusted in Christ, but he hadn't. The Spirit of God told me something different. And when I confronted him on it, he didn't even bat an eye. He knew he was of the devil. He was probably full of the devil. Say, so why was he here? Well, who do you think sent him? And the Lord just was looking out for us and didn't let the heater work because had that bird became a member of the church, no telling how much damage he'd have caused. Uh, I'm just saying there's some odd spirits. Hmm? Uh, I'm not super spiritual, trust me. I just love the Lord. I believe the Bible. But every now and then the Lord just kind of says something. Sometimes it just might be a, hmm. Do you ever shake somebody's hand and go, hmm? Something about that dude, something about that gal right there, hmm? Uh, there's been times, Miss Annette said, you better keep an eye on that one. I've learned a long time ago, she's a whole lot closer to God than me. She's never missed it. So there's been preachers come through and say, that guy's not real. And I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt, only to find out she's always right. That guy wasn't real. Huh? What I'm trying to say is you've got to, you got to be careful. Not everybody comes to church. It's coming for the right reasons. Uh, I remind you, Jesus told the story of how the devil sowed tares among the wheat. Mm. And the only way you can tell the difference between a wheat and a tares at harvest time. And can I say, when the church is raptured out, not everybody's sitting on a, uh, on a church pew is going. Hmm? Huh? Not every Baptist is going to heaven, friend. That may bust your bubble. They're not. Hmm? Only those that have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And if that busts your bubble, this might bust your bubble too. Not everybody that goes to, to churches that we would say is not, not a true church is lost. There are folks in other denominations out there that are saved going to heaven, same as you and I. Hmm? Uh, so we find there are odd spirits. There are other spirits. You may have run into this one. There are opinionated spirits. If you haven't, hang out at my house for a while and take some of the phone calls I take and see some things I say. You'll find out there are opinionated spirits in the church. Can I say something? As the title suggests, they're judgmental. Again, Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 says, Judge 